Hello, Sky here. Welcome to our third episode of Arena on Air, the official podcast of Arena Stage in Washington, D.C. And I'm Jordan Jackson, the Marketing Fellow. We're happy you've tuned in. Today is an exciting day because we're talking to Arena's Director of Community Engagement and Senior Artistic Advisor. She has been working at Arena for 14 seasons and is actually the text director for the new musical Snow Child, running now at Arena Stage, so we're sure to learn a lot. So without further ado, let's take a listen from the desk of Anita Maynard-Bosch. Welcome, Anita. (laughs) Thank you. Anita, first and foremost, congratulations on your new additional title of Senior Artistic Advisor. How did this role come to be, and what does it entail? That's a great question. Well, I'm the Director of Community Engagement, which means I lead the department that focuses on education and outreach. But I've also been involved artistically for all 14 years I've been here. So I've been Associate Director for shows. I've been assisting on shows. I've done vocal coaching, dialect coaching. I have directed here, and I am also an advisor to guest directors or actors that come in uh, for special projects. I've directed season preview for several years. So Molly, our artistic director, decided that having an artistic aspect to my title would make sense since I have so many artistic aspects to my job that it would be more accurately reflective of what I do. I've been on the artistic team for uh, pretty much the whole time I've been here. So I've been involved in season planning and in some of the other artistic decisions. So it is not an additional job so much as an additional title that reflects the job I have been doing. How did you end up at Arena Stage? Because it is true that you worked with Molly Smith before Um, while she was at Perseverance Theater in Alaska. Um, So did you just decide, like, on your own just to come to Arena Stage, like, when when she became artistic director, or um, was it um, that she wanted you to work for her? Well, I have worked with Molly for years and years. I uh, I first met her on a trip to Alaska when I was doing the Artisan Schools program in 1979. So we're coming up to our 40th anniversary of knowing each other. And uh, so that was quite a while ago. And I was 22 years old and she was starting Perseverance Theater in Juneau. It was one of those meetings that you never know is going to last a relationship that's going to last for 40 years. But indeed, over several years, I worked with her at Perseverance Theater as an actor myself, and she directed me. I did education programs for her there, and I also directed productions at Perseverance. She was the first person to give me a, a directing professional directing job, so that was I, I owe her big time for that. <laughs> uh, plus, she's the one who introduced me to my husband, so I actually she's responsible for my marriage and my child. <laughs> um, <laughs> Or, you know, she should feel that way. And uh, and so when she left to come uh, to Arena Stage, I didn't realize that I would be going to Arena Stage. I didn't even have that idea. But we kept in contact. And when she was going to direct her first big musical, she asked me to come down and assist her on that. So I came down and worked on South Pacific. And then the following year, I worked on Camelot. And then through that, my being here and meeting several people on staff at Arena Stage, this job as Director of Community Engagement was opening up, and uh, one thing led to another, and I eventually 
moved here with my family to take this job. What was it like living in Alaska? I mean, like, I have a general idea that it must have been pretty great, um, just, yeah, being able to do what you were doing and starting a family. Um, but, yeah, could you tell us a little bit more about living? Yes, sure. I loved living in Alaska, and I lived in two different places. One was a Clinket village called Huna, Alaska, which is a pretty remote uh, village in on Chichagoff Island in southeastern Alaska, about a 20-minute flight from Juneau, the capital. And uh, so I lived there for 11 years, and then I lived for probably another 10 years in Juneau, the capital, which is still remote in that it does you can't drive there. You have to take a plane or uh, some kind of a ship or boat or ferry. And uh, so, but what I really loved about living in Alaska was what you learn about yourself in a situation that you're not familiar with because mm-hmm. I came from downtown San Francisco and it was quite different than suddenly moving to a cabin in Alaska with no running water or electricity. I also had the wonderful opportunity to go around Alaska and work in primarily indigenous villages doing the artists in the schools program there. And so I got to see a lot of Alaska. And Alaska is huge. It's so big and the terrain is so different depending on what part of the state you're in. And so I got to uh, experience that in a lot of the kinds of places that most people don't get to go to as tourists. But I would go and work in schools and villages that were as small as 52 people or in Juneau, which was the state capital of 30,000. So uh, I got to get a lot of different kinds of experiences. The people there are really warm and welcoming, and, the, of course, the country, the mountains, the water is stunningly beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I also just learned a lot about myself in terms of understanding what I that I actually could do things that I didn't think I could do. And when you were the only one who is there to fix something or it doesn't get fixed because there's no repair person, then you learn how to fix things. And uh, so I I actually feel like a lot of my development as a human being uh, was really uh, benefited by the time I spent in Alaska. That sounds incredible. Well, now that we know part of your journey from Alaska to D.C., let's talk about how D.C. is bringing you back to Alaska in the new musical Snow Child. Can you give us a quick synopsis of the show? Well, Snow Child is a musical that's based on the book by Owen Ivey, also called The Snow Child, (laughs) and it's based on an old legend about a coupled without a child, I think it's a Russian legend, or one of the original versions was from Russia, that create a, a basically this a, snow, a snowman that is small, that is a child, and that child comes to life. And the book ha- takes that uh, legend and uh, adapts it in such a way that it, the couple is a couple that is from Pennsylvania in the 19, early 1920s, and they come homesteading in Alaska and they've lost a child, and they build a snow child, and there is a child that appears in the woods. And (laughs) is it the snow child that they made, or is it somebody else? Who knows? Mm -hmm. It's part of the mystery. And really it's about their relationship and how how one uh, uses or moves through grief uh, through, I think, work. I think that's, to me, what the message of it is, is by finding a way to be useful, finding a way to be 
uh, to do the work you're here to do, you can actually transform your grief into something more positive. And so uh, it's a very magical show, and I hate to give too much away, So, uh, but I do think that it has a real feel of Alaska, and particularly Alaska at that time, uh, which is, a, I think, a, D.C. doesn't get to see much of that 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 those kinds of stories so or maybe not at all so I think people when they come will get a sense of what Alaska at that time was like and get a peek into that different world. Considering how personal some of the subject matter is in Snow Child what has it been like being the text director? Well I really enjoyed working with the actors as text director I work with the actors one-on-one early on to Mine the text for details, for meaning, for potential ways of playing scenes, looking for anything from operative words and imagery to uh, turning points in the scene, different um, acting beats, as we call them in the scene, relationships, that type of thing. So uh, it has been a very positive experience for me, and particularly because I know Alaska and my own experience of Alaska, it's been fun trying to add those little details or those particularly Alaskan elements to to the piece whenever I could help in that way. Well, the show is amazing, and we're so excited that the D.C. audiences get a glimpse of the beauty found in Alaska, and it sounds like there are many people working on the production that are from Alaska, have experienced and lived in Alaska, which just makes it all the more beautiful. So that's a project that you've been working on for a while now, but we'd love to hear a little about your life in community engagement world. Um, Are there any big events for the CE department coming up? Why, yes, there are. (laughs) Great. That was a very good question. Uh, One of our programs in CE is called Voices of Now, and that's uh, a devised theater program where we work with ensembles of young, mostly young, artists to create original autobiographical theater around issues of importance to them. And we have nine ensembles performing in the Voices of Now Festival, which is this May 16th through 19th, here at Arena Stage in the Kogod Cradle. And every one of those nights, there will be uh, three very short plays that were uh, written by the performers and directed by our staff. And every night after those plays will be a talk back with the audience because Voices of Now has really two main goals. One is to hear voices on stage that we don't usually hear. And the other is to create dialogue within the community around issues of importance to the ensembles. And so some of these issues, I think this year we're, of course, gun violence is one that's of, you know, very present for some of our young people, our young artists. I know grief is a, a subject for one of the pieces. So you can see that those are issues that are quite deep and quite important in their lives and probably in all of our lives. So I would in, invite everyone to come. You, There's no cost to it, but you do want to make reservations by going through the box office. So May 16th through 19th, every night, uh, there is a different different group of performances. So if you can, you could come the 16th, 17th, 18th, and 19th and see different shows yeah. every night. <laughs> New experience. Uh, so uh, I would really encourage people to come because mm-hmm. these young artists have a lot to say. They say it beautifully, and it's a full performance in that it is staged 
and all of the words come from the artists on stage. And that's pretty remarkable. And actually, when we spoke with Edgar, he mentioned that the Voices of Now Festival was one of his favorite times of the mm -hmm. year. So Yes, it was very yeah. nice that our senior staff and uh, our staff in general is very supportive of Voices of Now. And, you know, we've also taken Voices of Now International because mm -hmm. through the State Department a few years ago we went to India and we've gone twice to India now and twice to Croatia and Peru and it looks like next year we'll be going to Sarajevo and perhaps back to Zagreb uh, to work with communities there creating uh, ensemble style theater around issues of like, social justice issues really. Mm -hmm. That's great that it goes even beyond just DC, yeah. Virginia, Maryland goes to different countries and speaking of reaching out to our local community how does the community engagement department collaborate with the shows happening at arena are there ways that we can connect the community to say snow child or two trains running well one of the main ways that we in community engagement connect to the work on stage is through our dc ticket partnership where we bring 1200 student dc public school and public charter school students in to see the productions. And the cool thing about that program is it's not just, um, you know, $4 tickets. It's, it's a, a program. So they have pre-show visits that help them understand the context of the piece. They have study guides and the teachers get curriculum connections, which is a list of activities they can do with their students to extend the, the work of uh, or the um, themes of the plays. And then they also get post-show visits and sometimes actors. With two trains running, we've had actors on every visit, I think. And that's been really uh, powerful for the students mm -hmm. to see the actors talk about their experiences working on the show and also to be a, able to ask questions. So that's one way that our work is really connected to the work on stage. Our work on a deeper level is connected to the mission of Arena Stage because, of course, the idea of being devoted to new work and American voices, that we reflect in all of our programming, and particularly in this Voices of Now program we talked about, that's all original American voices being being heard. Uh, yeah. And um, we have two of our ensembles are new Americans in that they are from uh, families that have immigrated to the U.S., and so uh, some of them have very specific immigration stories that are mm -hmm. also part of their a part of their uh, ensemble work. So we've we work with the community in a number of ways. We also do a, a we also do a literacy program we do with um, preschoolers and so that gets to a, a different aspect of the community. But the work on stage primarily with us is connected to our DC ticket partnership. It's pretty amazing how you really do combine like learning about the arts and different cultures of schools and students in the area instead of, you know, just kind of saying like, here's a play, go see it, and then talk about it with your teachers. And like there, like there is no part of that process where there's like a disassociation mm -hmm. um, from Arena Stage and or even just the people with a part of community engagement personally. Um, so, yeah, that's just, it's great to hear that you just have, like, such comprehensive programs. And the other thing that we have coming up, if you're, if you're talking about what's coming up, is that we have our <laughs> summer programs. Of course, we have Camp Rena mm -hmm. Stage, which is our multi-arts day camp for ages 8 to 15. 
And then our musical theater training company, which is for high school age students, that's really focused on pre-professional training in musical theater, and which I believe Miss Sky was part of a few years ago, <laughs> a graduate, sure in fact, was. of that, so uh, it all comes around. And both of the programs are great, not just for my eyes from teaching and attending, but seeing the students walk away with a summer of that kind of experience mm -hmm. is just so incredible, and really fun to see. Mm -hmm. So Anita, we want to get to know you a little bit more by introducing our new segment we would like to call Would You Rather? <laughs> <laughs> creative name, uh -huh. creative idea. I know. Here's how it works. We give you two options and post the question, Would You Rather? Then you simply respond with one of the options. Okay. Are you ready? I think I got it. Okay. All right. First question. Would you rather go to lunch with Tennessee Williams or Lillian Hellman? Oh, that's a very interesting question. I actually was in a, a performance with Tennessee Williams when I was a student, and we were doing oh, yeah. a, um, a special program at uh, the American Conservatory Theater where I, where I trained. I think because I have then met Tennessee Williams, <laughs> and uh, actually he started singing backstage and we all sang with him. I think I should go with Lillian Hellman because <laughs> I've never sung or New performed experience. with her. There you go. <laughs> okay. Would you rather move to Russia for a year or Argentina for a year? Argentina. <laughs> I just went to Argentina last oh, year nice. and my, my daughter was studying there. So uh, I nothing against Russia, but I know yeah. I like Argentina. <laughs> yeah. so a little bit warmer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, would you rather step in as the horse puppet in Snow Child or the fox puppet? Oh, that's a hard one, but I think the fox. So graceful. It's a cute I just want to, like, try it. Yeah. And you kind of but if it. I were the horse, I would want to be the front of the horse. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Very true. Okay. Um, would you rather work in the marketing department at Arena for a week or the development department? Ooh, I think that's a tough one, but I think development. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Anita. We loved having you. Thank you. It was yeah. a pleasure. Make sure to check out Snow Child, the world premiere musical, running at Arena Stage until May 20th. And don't forget to tune in next week. Thanks, Thanks for listening! listening.